Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. It's the Power Hour, final hour of the G-Bag Nation, hour number five. The latest on Dan Quinn and who he might take with him from the Cowboys to be his defensive coordinator. Zach Wolchuk alongside Brian Broaddus, Eric Chiafalo, Lucius Alexander, and of course Carter Freeman running your video. Appreciate you watching us on Twitch and on YouTube. They did the uh, Big Mac Challenge, the Double Big Mac Challenge, Broaddus and Chief. Uh, Eric in a minute, 27 seconds, was able to complete the quad burger patty of the Double Big Mac, which was fantastic. You can always hit that Odyssey Rewind if you want, or uh, just go to YouTube. You can rewind that to about the 5.30-ish mark, uh, and that deed was done. We'll have a, a rim sesh coming up on the other side, and then, of course, crosstalk with the get right in a little bit. But the latest is, if uh, you missed it, Dan Quinn will be the new head coach of the Washington Commanders. And Calvin Watkins of the Morning News, along with some other Cowboys beat writers, are reporting that Washington is working on scheduling an interview with Cowboys defensive passing game coordinator Joe Witt Jr. for its defensive coordinator job, a person with knowledge of the team's thinking said. The Cowboys are also interested in having Joe Witt Jr. be their defensive coordinator. So nothing is official. He will meet with Washington. Cowboys also interested in making him their defensive coordinator. And the only other known meeting that we have from David Moore of the Morning News is that Ron Rivera will come in next week and interview with the Cowboys for their defensive coordinator position. So that's the latest. That's kind of what we thought. You know, it's uh, talking with folks that they were like, hey, this isn't really, this isn't done yet. So it's going to come down to Joe Witt having to make a decision on, you know, whether he wants to go to the commanders or be with the Cowboys. That's what this, it's, you know, we just, you know, and, and the Ron Rivera interview is uh, just kind of a backup. But and I would hope that, uh, I would hope that they would uh, try and do more, you know, if that's the case. If, you know, but maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's they think that they have a good shot of getting Joe Witt back, you know, so you don't schedule a bunch of, bunch of interviews. They th- maybe feel like that, you know, Joe's going to make the decision to stay in Dallas, and you know, why waste our time with doing a bunch of interviews? Yeah, I mean, because I mean, with with the last few years, basically Dan Quinn's entire tenure here there was a decent chance each and every offseason that he was yeah. going to leave. Mm-hmm. So you would have to imagine they had some level of contingency plan and maybe even had conversations with Joe Witt, like, hey, if when the day inevitably comes that Dan Quinn leaves for a head coaching gig, you know, you're our guy. Um, I, w- I, would, I would like to think those conversations were had if that's how they feel about Joe Witt. I agree. Uh, and uh, another text that I would love for them to hire Mike Zimmer. That's a name we've discussed as well. Yeah, and I, I could 100% tell you that Mike Zimmer would take this job if it was offered to him. I could I could tell you that with all certainty. Yes, he would absolutely be interested in your job Yep, and, and, and doing it. 
and and Zim's a guy that knows that organization very very well, and they know him very well, too. no doubt. So that's uh, that's one you talk about consistency, but also comfortable, mm-hmm. and that's a word that we've thrown around. There would be a comfort level there, and then Al Harris, another possible in-house candidate who is their defensive backs coach. I know Trayvon Diggs has uh, thrown his name out there to be defensive coordinator as well. A lot of moving parts, uh, and I'm sure this will get sorted out soon. We have wondered about this. Brown's offensive line coach, running game Moses, Bill Callahan, highly regarded, one of the best offensive line coaches in the league. He has been granted permission to leave and join the Titans staff with his son, Brian Callahan. So we were wondering Uh, if this would happen. It is happening. Good for him. You know, Bill Callahan throughout history, uh, man, everywhere he's gone, that's the reason why he has the nickname Running Game Moses. He does uh, he does magical things with uh, with offensive lines. And I, I remember him being here with the Cowboys and him having an opportunity to go be the offensive coordinator with the Ravens and Jason Garrett blocking that. And, man, that put a bad, bad taste in Bill Callahan's mouth. And then he stayed here and coached one more year and then immediately left. And on the way out, he had some choice words for Jason Garrett. So uh, good for him, and and uh, you know, good for the Browns uh, allowing him to go in and coach with his son. Did he hit him with the "see you next Tuesday"? See you next. <laughs> Pretty much. No, no, no. See you next. Yes, he hit him with that. That's what he did. Yeah, he he had had spell out. Yeah, that's. But normal. he didn't see him that next Tuesday. He did no. not. No. He saw him on Wednesday. Yeah. What the hell, yeah. guys? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we do have the East West Shrine Bowl tonight. That's going to be awesome. I uh, did get a text for a shout-out, and I'll absolutely shout you out from the 214. I'll shout out my cousins Gabriel and Grayson Murphy. Hell yes. Covered them at Bishop Lynch, North Texas Mean Green, UCLA alum. They're playing at the Shrine Bowl tonight. That's going to be amazing. There's some That's going to be on NFL Network. Kickoff will be at 7. I think Jane's doing sideline for Jane's that. Jane's on the sideline. And, and Jane was... Bucky Brooks is doing. It's going to be awesome. Color, yeah. I mean, I'm ex- it's it's amazing to have this here and what the Shrine Bowl's done. We got the Senior Bowl will be at uh, around one o'clock, I believe, on Saturday. Couple of names to look at. We've talked about some of these on the draft show, but Christian Mahogany is a big offensive guard from Boston College. Also has some center flex oh, uh, for the Cowboys. Mahogany brings the wood. Dude. I'm a big fan. He does. I mean, he's a physical, nasty player. Frank Gore Jr. That's some top-level scouting right there. <laughs> he brings the wood. That's just what my football eye says. Frank Gore Jr., running back from Southern Miss, will be playing in this game tonight. Joshua Cephas is a big 6'3", 185 wide receiver from UTSA. Really good yak. Uh, he's impressive, big-bodied, very willing blocker. Darius Muasal, linebacker from UCLA. Yes. This is a fun player. 6'1", 230, a Cowboys team that is looking at linebacker help. He has no issue of getting off of blocks. Great anticipation, super instinctive. Malik Washington will be another exciting player, wide receiver from Virginia, 5'80", And then uh, we'll give you one more. Isaac Garendo, the running back from Louisville, 6'1", 225. Reminds me a little bit of Christian Rodriguez Jr., last year's yep. draft from Kentucky, downhill, no-nonsense runner, but catches the ball very well Sure does out of the backfield. So those are some names as you watch the Shrine Bowl tonight, maybe to keep an eye on among others that could impress. But, Eric, I know you had some uh, audio and some draft questions we can have fun and play along with. Yeah, I was curious. Uh, I, I heard Daniel Jeremiah. He was on uh, with Dan Patrick, and I saw a couple of the uh, the clips going around. And Daniel Jeremiah, obviously one of the, one of the bigger draft names uh, when it comes to the analysis and stuff like that for NFL Network. Took and Mike so, Mayock's spot. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah, he, when Mike Mayock became general manager with the with the Raiders, uh, Daniel stepped in. He he and Bucky have a really good podcast called Moving the Sticks. That's if you're into draft stuff, if you're into 
those podcasts and stuff, Bucky and, and, and Daniel do a really nice one. Man, I'm surprised that Mayock didn't uh... – we haven't seen anything media. I guess he got he got yeah, broken off so much works, by the Raiders. He's like, I don't even have, do I don't color have to for work Notre Dame. Anymore. Well, yeah, he's 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 done. Yeah, I believe that, and I, and I think he's done some Westwood One games. I know. We've I think done, that's what it is. I yes, know, I know we've done. Uh, I know. Matter of fact, he and Ted Emmerich, I believe they did the Detroit Dallas game here. Mm-hmm. It was Mayock and, and Teddy Emmerich were doing it for Westwood One. So okay, cool. That's what he's been doing. All right, here's the question for you guys, and then we'll see what Daniel Jeremiah has to say. How many quarterbacks? Do you expect to be drafted in the first round of the draft? Quarterbacks? Quarterbacks. Your okay. total quantity of quarterbacks. Maybe you only think there's three first-round guys or whatever, but how many do you think actually get picked? I mean, I remember la- this past year, we thought Will Levis was going to be a surefire first-rounder, and he then was. he yeah. ends up falling out. So I'm going to say four. Okay, Wolchuk saying four first-round quarterbacks, and obviously this is all speculative. Uh, we'll we'll look back and see who was most right when it's all said and done. I think the, there's three locks. Yeah, the fourth one is is borderline. I think that it'll be interesting. The locks, of course, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see where people put Michael Penix Jr. because of the medicals, and then Bo Nix. I'm not a Bo Nix fan, but a Daniel Jeremiah. I wonder has, with McCarthy. JJ McCarthy is another name. Yeah. I think one of those three definitely will end up probably sneaking into the first round, so I'll go with four. I'm going to go with five. Okay. I'm going to go with five, yeah. Okay, now let me also ask you this. Do you expect it to go quarterback, 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 first three picks of the draft? I think, yes, it will end up being quarterback, 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 yes. Do you think the Bears make their pick? I think the Bears will take Caleb Williams. As of today, right now, I do. Man, I'm debating that one right now myself. Yeah, I think Caleb Williams will go one. Uh, I think I, he'll go one, but I don't I think it will be the Bears. I don't know if the Bears will make that pick. Yeah, I think the Bears are going to pull the trigger and make that happen. Yeah. Okay, so you think it'll go quarterback, 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 first three picks of the draft will be will be the those thir- three quarterbacks? The third pick belongs to New England. New England, yes. Yes, I think, yes. So it would be Chicago, Washington, it's New England. Whoever's picking at one, yes, and then two, three, yes. That would be, yeah, quarterback and then. And then quarterback with New So, like, the yeah. only way, like, let's say Chicago traded, I think the only way that this could be messed up is if it was with one of those two teams. You know, let's say it was New England, or you get a Denver wanting to come up. Either way, I still think that they end up, even if Chicago doesn't stay at one, I still think it ends up being three straight. Okay, uh, yeah, because any team trading up with They're Chicago is obviously going for a quarterback. Yeah. There. Okay, let's hear from Daniel Jeremiah on with uh, Dan Patrick. How many quarterbacks does he imagine being drafted in round one? I would say three are going to go in the first three picks. I'd be shocked if we don't go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Um, And then after that, I think you're going to get a guaranteed fourth, however people sort that out. Um, I think there's six candidates. I'll say there'll be five, and one of them will go to the second. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, Now, this is his thoughts here on what he believes to be the most interesting quarterback draft discussions in terms of, is this guy better than this next guy? Uh, so here's more from Daniel Jeremiah. The two interesting debates to me in this, I, I think most teams will have Caleb. Just the talent is so is so off the charts. Um, they'll have him one. I think there's going to be a, he- a real good debate between Drake May and Jaden Daniels. That's going to take us all the way to the draft. And I think that the next tier between J.J. McCarthy and Bo Nix, I think is going to be a really interesting debate with all the differences in age, uh, but experience and different play styles, what was put on their play. Those are going to be fascinating discussions. Okay. 
So uh, that that's his thoughts there. I've seen from the Senior Bowl, it doesn't seem like the early returns on Bo Nix. It doesn't seem like he helped his draft stock throughout uh, the course of the practices. I mean, all of the reports that I've seen is just like everybody's. Yeah. Well, it, that's what you get with Bo Nix. I mean, for me, he's not even, I wouldn't be even in con- talking about him as a first round guy. I think Penix, outside of those top three, Michael Penix would be my dude. I would take, you know, and I know McCarthy is probably the, getting a lot of love for the last fourth round, uh, excuse me, last first round guy. I think Penix is a better player than McCarthy. Agreed. You know, and so if you were, if you were telling me who's the, the you know, if you, in the draft, if it goes like he thinks, like with the three quarterbacks, then I think Penix would be that fourth one to me. McCarthy's the fifth one. Mm-hmm. And then Nick's the, the thing that you have to be ready for if you're the Cowboys is you're sitting there at 24 and a team behind you that didn't select a quarterback in the, in the first round. And I'm saying, I'm looking at New England at 34. Ooh, so if they pass on say one, if, three. Say if New England passes on a quarterback. At but, three. At three. But they want to get back in. They want to get back into the first round. New England seems like a team that would maybe be that player going up. Okay. And there's the there's the precedent for that. We've seen that right with Lamar Jackson. Isn't that what the Ravens yeah. did? They traded back into the end of the first round to draft they him. They did. Yeah. And another team to watch for me would be Minnesota at 42. You know, Minnesota's picking at 11. Well, I don't think they're going to take a quarterback there, but they're a quarterback potentially needy team. What if the Giants were to do it, too? I could see the Giants the as Gi- well. The Giants are at six, and maybe maybe to make a move, the Giants would be a team that could get back in. I, I, I it, Those are the teams that I kind of feel like that are going to um, – because if you look at just some of these mock drafts, the the Bo Nix goes at forty two as you mentioned to Minnesota, mm-hmm. but there's also they you know J J McCarthy as I look at it here on this this one mock I'm looking at McCarthy goes to Denver at twelve they're just not trading okay so they don't have a quarterback going from twelve until that 42. Pick, until forty two. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's, I, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't either. And there's also when you talk quarterbacks, having the fifth year option is very it's, important. It's a must. So it, that's that's where you start. Cowboys could be in a sexy spot there at 24 for a team that didn't take one of their guys early to move up, and maybe you get some extra because they need some extra picks in the middle of this draft, and the Cowboys could acquire that by sliding down a little if, bit. If if you were to go to if you were to go to say New England at 34. And this mock draft I'm looking at right now, could I interest you? Now, see, in this mock draft, they've got Jackson Powers Johnson, the center, mm. going to the Commanders at 40. That's a no-brainer at 34 if you're the See, Cowboys. that's what I'm saying, though. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean I, at the way that he is vaulting, yeah. I'd be stunned if he made it, but that would be a draft party for all of us. But see, that's what I'm saying. They, they've got this mock draft has Bo Nix going to, to – uh, Minnesota at 42 and Penix going to Atlanta at 43. Yeah. See, those are two teams I think could be pretty aggressive. Even maybe two. What about the Raiders at Raiders 44, are another one. At 44. Mm-hmm. You know, so how far back would you be willing to go in this draft? I mean, D- uh, Dane Burglar says he's got 25 first round names. Yeah. I'd prefer not to slide. I mean, in these scenarios, you are sliding totally out. But if I can stay. 
I don't think I'd want to slide past 42 with the Vikings, personally. I think that's kind of where I'd be nervous about missing out on my offensive linemen. I kind of feel like that I could go to New England at 34, and then I, I could just start I mean, start picking off New England picks because they're going to continually pick high in this draft. I would just, I mean, I'd be stunned if they don't take one of their guys at three. I'd be stunned if they don't take the quarterback at three. Unless they just don't like their top two guys. Well, maybe they maybe they take the wide receiver. They could. Maybe they take you know you take, tackle. You take yeah you take one of the you take alt or you take uh that'd be head. that'd be a dream scenario because I'm with you that'd be yeah. awesome if New England passed on the quarterback and then says hey we're moving back up that's a perfect scenario for the Cowboys. I mean they're you know you look in the third round they're picking at 68. They got some sexy spots. They do have some sexy spots. If you could pick off their their third their fourth you know you could kind of you could kind of do some damages. Be a win. Yeah, be a big win. All right. Well, I'm also seeing here from Aaron Wilson that uh, Cliff Kingsbury is the front runner for the Raiders' offensive coordinator job. Well, well, well. Uh, so just a little little football news there. Okay, uh, let's close it down with a good old-fashioned rim sesh here coming up next in the G-Bag Nation. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, let's get you a little rim sesh here in the G-Bag Nation. Segment's brought to you by Soda, state-of-the-art weight loss and window nation. So much to get to around the association. Let's go ahead and cut the lights out. We'll put the kids to bed. G-Bag Nation's going all 56 inches around that rim. It's always a special occasion when we get the Eastern Conference and Western Conference All-Star Reserves. That's right. Fresh off the presses here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll start out West. Kawhi Leonard, you're in. Anthony Davis, you are in. Devin Booker, Anthony Edwards, Steph Curry, Paul George, and the big cat, Carl Anthony Towns. That is your Western Conference Reserve squad. It's interesting to see Steph Curry as a reserve. That's not something that uh, I believe any of us would have anticipated. Um, For the East, you're going to get Jalen Brown, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, local legend, Tyrese Maxey, local legend, and Paolo Bencaro. How about it, boys? And we're actually going to get the traditional East versus West this year, which has been a while since they've actually done that. They've been doing the team captains, drafting your team, whatever, whatever, mixing and matching. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll keep it old school, West versus East. But uh, we got some news on Joel Embiid. We spoke yesterday about him forcing the issue a little bit, right. trying to play enough games 
to meet the standard to uh, qualify for individual awards such as the MVP. And uh, apparently he forced the issue a little bit too much. <laughs> and he has reportedly suffered a torn meniscus oh, in his left knee. man. Not the first time he's dealt with the meniscus thing either. Uh, I don't know. Was it in the postseason? I think it was in the playoffs last year. And he like tried to play through it. There was some weird stuff that went down with that. I I, I can believe there you. Were people giving him crap about not playing in Denver the other night. Yeah. And yeah, all that's of a what sudden, we were talking about all of a sudden he's like powering through, and now he's tearing his knee up. Yeah. Do we feel bad? Quote unquote, tears knee up. Did he really tear his knee up? Well, he, he apparently tore his meniscus. Mm. Um, I mean, do we owe an apology? Well, I don't think either of us do. Uh, we weren't. We weren't. No, uh, I'm just saying. Does okay. like fandom owe him an apology, or people that are well, questioning yeah, pe- whether he wanted to play in Denver? They should. You're they- the one that said like uh, Bob Cousy's played more games than <laughs> Bill Russell's played more games. I'm just giving you the numbers. Uh, no, it, is, it is pretty nuts. But Elgin 20, Baylor's played more games. So 2021, he played through a torn meniscus in his knee, and last year he played through an orbital 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 yeah, damn it, that's a tough word go ahead and orbital, give it a shot orbital fracture yeah he wore a mask. and a torn ligament in his thumb mm, none of that sounds fun yeah uh yes no but i did i did reference the about 17 names there was there was quite a few well, names it's a great stat i mean i you know I, I still think it's a pretty good stat it's, it's a, a good, good stat, stat for, it's not shots it's, at it's, joel mb it's a good stat for somebody who wants to hatchet a guy <laughs> hey look like <laughs> Naismith, the guy admitted basketball has played more games in Denver than this guy in the last ten years too. <laughs> that was the best what part. What was about Naismith's that. first name? The best guy admitted basketball. Joe. Joe, Joe yeah, Naismith. Joe, Joe Naismith. <laughs> Old Joe. Yeah, he had that moment uh, with, Joe, with Susie basket. Colbert. Show me what I do with this peach basket, that volleyball. Come here. <laughs> Brand new game, sleeping the nation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Joel. That is a bummer, dude. Oh, that's, that is you a bummer. want an apology. That's why I just said I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Let's see. Oh, here's what is Naismith's first name? Joe. I think it's uh, Bill. No, it's not. I can look. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to look it up. Please it's do. William. William Naismith. In the meantime, here's another <laughs> stat of the day. We know the Pistons to be patently terrible. Uh, but James, James Naismith, Jimmy, <laughs> hey Jimmy, <laughs> take if, that peach back outside. <laughs> if you if you were a, a goal out of this, <laughs> if you were a James, would you be a Jimmy or yes. a Jim? Hell yeah, I'd be a Jim. Jim Joe. Yeah, yeah. Be a Jim. If you were a William, would you go by Bill? Nah, that one. If I'd... you were Richard, would you be? Yeah. Yes, I would absolutely. Just like just like Fangio does. Yeah. All right, the Hornets are three and twenty two. <laughs> In their last 25 games, which is actually a worse record than what the Pistons have uh, in their last 25 games, 4-21. and 21. Uh, So, shout out to LaMelo Ball and, and company. Michael Jordan knew what he'd doing getting out of there, right? Yes. Yes, he did. That they got a, worse. I show them. That was, a good, that was a good move to get up out of there. Uh, I do have a little throwback Thursday clip for you here that is uh, that has gone viral on this, on this day in sports history. Uh, if you'll remember... The Lakers made a trade many years ago, 16 years ago, for Pau Gasol. Hmm. And, uh, oh, they won a couple of titles. There was... The Dunking Dutchman. Kwame Brown was involved <laughs> in that trade. 
Oh, wrong nationality. Oh, Kwame Brown. So I take you to the ESPN studios in Bristol, Connecticut, where a young Stephen A. Smith went on an epic, epic rant. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, the Lakers have made a trade. Stephen A. Smith, what say you, sir? Did L.A. give up too much to get a guy who has been labeled soft, although he puts up 19-9, and nine, which only 11 other guys do? Is that a trick question? You tell me. They gave up Kwame Brown. Two first-rounders. I could, I could care less. I into his salary for First years. of all, understand something. When you're giving up first-round picks, if you are a quality team in, play, in playoff contention, it really doesn't mean that much. That's number one. Number two, and more importantly, Kwame Brown is gone. The City of Angels, Hollywood, just should be celebrated. Throw a parade already, whether you win a championship or not. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever, but I'm sorry to call tell everybody the truth. The man cannot play the game of basketball. He has small hands. He can't catch the ball. He's got bad feet. He can't really move, even though he's mobile. Doesn't really know what he's doing. Doesn't have a post move that he he puts to memory that he can do two times in a row. He has no game whatsoever. Plays no defense. Doesn't have the heart, the passion, or anything that comes with it. And you're asking me whether this, they gave up too much? Please. The Los Angeles Lakers knew exactly what they were doing. They should be celebrating right now, and Kobe Bryant should not be saying a word. Kwame Brown. They are still beefing to this day, too. Yeah. They are still beefing to this day. Stephen A. Smith calls him the tallest farmer in America. <laughs> Dude, he was taking shots at everybody. What is it, a year or two ago? Yeah, he's still going oh, every day, bro. Man. I follow was him the, on the, uh, YouTube. Was he he's the guy, great. Was he always kind of riding around in his car doing this yes, stuff? And he uh-huh. would, those have been pretty good. He those was were calling good. people yeah. out left yeah. and right. Serving up yeah. some of Mama's cooking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. The tallest farmer in America. <laughs> That's amazing. That is, is a good nickname. Freaking though. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I don't expect I mean, it that. was a BS trade. In hindsight, the Lakers. Oh, of course. I mean, I mean this is ridiculous. It, it's BS. But uh, I guess they couldn't get Chris Paul, even though maybe they should have. We should have let that one go through. They wouldn't have won anyway. It, it hmm. is. Uh, no, it, it it makes a ton of sense too that they they haven't you know, rekindled any sort of friendship there or respect for one another. Because Stephen A. Smith is not going to apologize for that. No, heck no. And Kwame Brown, I mean, my gosh, how, how that is uh that is that it's quite the evisceration there. Uh but it was it was it was very entertaining. Uh so shout out to Stephen A. Smith there. Uh the Doc Rivers era in Milwaukee. Off to a good start. The Doc Rivers experience is already for sure underway. Uh, they're two games into this thing, and uh, this is extremely small sample size, but all the numbers uh, reflect a worse team. Uh, the pre-Rivers version of the Bucks compared to the Rivers version, their points per game is down, They've, they're 0-2, their field goal percentage down. Um, and last night you had Dame returning to Portland. It was supposed to be a special night for Dame. Dame's supposed to, uh, you know, put the put the team on his back, put the stats up, definitely get out of there with a victory. Unfortunately, with uh, with under five seconds remaining in the game and Milwaukee down three, they decided to they being the Bucks have Damian Lillard inbounding the ball instead of being the one receiving the ball. You have Damian Lillard giving the ball to Giannis, and of course, the Trailblazers just foul Giannis. Yeah, because. There's under five seconds left in the game, and they're down three. Milwaukee's down three. So you put Giannis at the line, and he's 66%. So he, of course, is not going to make these. Doc Rivers, after the game, 
uh, is explaining, like, why are we inbounding to Giannis here? How did that possibly make any sense? And he says, quote, if Giannis could make the first, he liked his chances of Giannis getting the rebound from the intentionally missed second with uh, no one in front of him. So now, of course, Giannis misses that first one. So the plan goes out the window, and there was a very good chance of Giannis missing that free throw because, again, he's 66% from the line. Uh, But it's just, it's bad, and the people in Milwaukee are upset right now. Damian Lillard should be the one getting the opportunity at the last shot there because you're not just, I mean, if you automatically foul Damian Lillard, he's probably going to knock those down, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, And secondly, I mean, my gosh, you need a (laughs) three-pointer. So even if they don't foul Giannis, do you expect him to make the three? No. Over Dame? No. Congratulations to the Dame Bucks fans. Yeah. Uh, less than less than ideal there. Now, there's something in the NBA that I didn't know existed until literally today. Uh, and maybe, you know, Broadus, you've been around a while. Maybe you're familiar with this. Yeah. nineteen sixty three. You're a fossil. The NBA <laughs> the NBA uh, handed out to a fan a warning card. Ooh. Yeah, like a like a red card, yellow card? Yes. Like walked over and like showed them the yellow card? Basically. But they handed it to him. Oh. A fan was sitting courtside and uh tweeted out the picture of this this little card. It's like the size of a driver's license and it's a it's all red. It's got the NBA logo on there and it says warning and then it has a bunch of words warning you to, you know, improve your behavior here. We're going to give you one more chance to improve your your behavior as the fan. Oh, this is their legal way of getting around to doing stuff, I think. Yeah. So I, when they kick you out, they've given you a warning that here you are, you physically got one. Yes. And it says, like, no refund or anything like yeah, that on yeah, there, of course. Right. Uh, now, the guy, Jordan Die on Twitter, he puts the photo out, and he says, LMAO. <laughs> He's laughing to the point where his ass has fallen off his body yeah, right that, there courtside. Yeah, courtside. My ass fell off. And he's saying all for saying, quote, that was a bad shot. Now, I'm not in the business of just taking Jordan Die at his word. I'm sure that was a bad shot was not the only MF-er. thing coming out <laughs> yeah. of his mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, there was a little more? <laughs> I think a little there, extra? I think there was probably more than that, Jordan yeah, Die. I would agree. Uh, but, yes, he, get, he gets handed this card. Apparently, somebody had on Reddit all the way back in 2013 had posted a similar picture of being handed the warning card. So it's not like the NBA just came up with this idea uh, this season or whatever. They've apparently had it for you know about a decade, and it, maybe it goes further back than that. I don't know, but uh, from what I'm seeing, we've got documentation that uh, they handed this thing out in 2013 as well. But otherwise, I believe these are the only two instances where this thing gets handed out. Because these days, and for the last decade, anybody getting that is going to go to the internet with it and post the photo. So, I didn't know the NBA did this, and I don't think there's another sport that does. Mm. First time I've ever heard of this. Me too. I've never heard of this. That resale value got to be up then. Yeah. yeah. They're rare. Oh. It's memorabilia. Yeah, it's got to be. The resale value got to be crazy. That's a good call. Yeah, you're pocketing that. You're yeah. taking that with you. That's a good call. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't know. I, I, I'm assuming this guy ended up, he ended up, you know, being on his best behavior moving forward for the rest of the game. Uh, But, yeah, I I didn't know the NBA did that. And finally, I want to give you a a little college basketball here in the world of, uh, you know, a rim session. Rim session could be any level of basketball. So we're going to go to college basketball. We're going to go to UConn, their head coach, Dan Hurley. We have some sound here. He uh, This is – he's one of my favorite just, like, 
personalities in all of college he's, basketball. He's this dude's inter- awesome. He's an interesting dude. He he's he's one of these guys like he's he's the brick wall coach. Yeah. That like you hear from him, he's intense, he's fired yeah. up, and you're like, okay, I'll, I can uh I can go ahead and get behind this dude. So, uh, he is. They had a game last night versus Providence, their final game of the month of January, January 31st. They're trying to they're trying to erase the bad memories of the month of January. He is very excited that the calendar has flipped over. Listen to him uh, talking about just how much he hates the month of January because his team has lost so much over the course of the last month. We've talked about January. You know, we were mad at January. Um, January. You know, and now... Um, you know, we, we said some derogatory things about January um, throughout the month, like let's get January back for what January did to us, and let's pay, you know, and, and, and you know, some not so nice words about January. Um, you know, but now we have a chance if we, you know if we're able to take care of business tomorrow night to to, to begin to love January again. You know, and we hated January. <laughs> we hated it. It just stunk. Uh, so I don't know. There was something about the month of January that had him and his team hating it. It's probably uh, the longest damn. It, it does. It feels like the longest. Lucius, month. right? It's a long. It's it really a long does. month. It really is a long hey, get month. Get on out of here, January. Stop yeah. it, January. Yeah. Had enough of you. We all feel fat after the holidays. I don't like this. Broke at the end of the month. Like damn. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. Oh no, it is not. Okay. It is absolutely not. Mario's payday. I need tomorrow to happen so bad. <laughs> the problem is, is because it's it's uh, it's also the rents due, the mortgages due. Yes, you know. So thank God it coincides with being paid. Uh, <laughs> but I'm looking, I'm looking at UConn. They didn't even lose in the month of January, so I don't even know why he's hating so much on the month of January. I assume they had lost a bunch of games, and now they're trying to get themselves back intact. But they're number one, UConn. Uh, they won last night. I don't know, but Dan Hurley, uh, not a fan of the month of January there. Let's get you the get right. We'll cross talk with those fellows next year in the nation. Thank you very much, Lucius. Uh, it is official. We had talked about the rumors, but multiple sources now confirming Cliff Kingsbury, former Texas Tech head coach and Arizona Cardinals head coach, has been a consultant with the USC Trojans. He will be the offensive coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders. Antonio Pierce gets his guy. It'll be Cliff. Uh, so we'll see what the Raiders decide to do with their quarterback situation moving forward as they have uh, a quarterback whisper. I guess he gets to keep his house in Arizona because it's close by. That's true. Remember, remember they, that the draft, draft day, man. Yeah, draft day. That was amazing. Uh, the get right, Reginald Atatula and Chris Arnold. Tonight's configuration. How the heck you boys doing on this Yo, Thursday? Mm. Doing pretty well. Uh, honestly, do we really want to do cross talk or do we just want to keep watching the Pro Bowl yeah, games? Yeah, we watch the Pro Bowl games. We've all kind of got, this is a fun event. So they're doing like how many balls can you have holding Don't at do one it. time? I see your face right now, Chief Follow. Don't do it. Uh, well, while, you know, catching punts, essentially. So Sam Laporta is the lone remaining. We got two remaining NFC representatives, two remaining AFC representatives. He's got five balls. Deron Bland was doing this. He just dropped uh, two balls and yeah. unfortunately was eliminated from this. But th- th- this stuff's the only reason why I would, like, pay attention this week at all to the Pro Bowl. If like, these kind of fun two, skills if challenges. If he those two balls, does that mean his voice is deeper? I would said that for Eric Chiafala. <laughs> it's a fantastic joke. It is good, yeah, man. That's a great joke. Nice work. Did you write oh. that? Yes, I did. That's a good job. Mm-hmm. On the spot. Man. My man, my man just the saved the day. He put the Kilbrew? ball. Kilbrew just put the ball as the ball was coming down between his legs to catch another ball. Watch, a replay. This, watch the replay here. 
Yeah, that's smart. He reset, knew where he was going to be. Oh, yeah, and he rolls down. The ball did not move. Watching some of this is incredible. That's a good catch. That's a good catch. That's right. So he was holding five and then caught another one to make it six? I believe so. That's correct. the one in his right hand he put down by his knees. Now we have Rahid Shahid of the New Orleans Saints go, and it's him and Laporta. Those are the two NFC guys. What do you have coming up on the show tonight? Well, actually, kind of pursuant to this, at 920, we'll ask if the novelty of All-Star Games is gone. Um, and obviously, oh. when it comes to the Pro Bowl game, that's that's part of this. But then also at 8:40, this is one I'm going to enjoy quite a bit. What's your favorite? I got to call somebody moment. Um, inspired by uh, 20 years ago Super Bowl halftime show, Janet Jackson. Oh yes, you that's know? great. And uh, Justin Timberlake. That was very much a yo. I got to I got to call someone to talk about this. And something that I'm sure you guys would be great at. Uh, 9 p.m. What to you was the Cowboys' best win of this season? Ooh. I'll always take the uh, the home win against the Eagles. That Philly win. I'll take that. I saw ESPN put that as Dak's MVP moment. Was it? Yeah. It was no. just an incredible MVP moment. Mm. Uh, I, I would Detroit? say I think Detroit, yeah, because they were off of that three or I guess two game, two game. Two game losing streak. Yeah. You didn't want to make it three. Right. Um, and that was that was a legit playoff team that you beat that night. Did you beat Your them? offense didn't look that good. You right. got a little bit of help. The rest, the rest kind of won they would that not, game for you. Yeah, they weren't going to be compliant. But I hear you. Yeah, I mean, Detroit was a good team, and you technically did get that win, even though they tried to blow that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think about Dan Quinn taking the head coaching job with Washington? I mean, good for him, I guess. It's funny because, I mean, it didn't seem like Washington fans are particularly excited no. about that hire. They don't feel like it's inspired, so I find that interesting. But obviously, I think they hired a bald Ron Rivera. That's uh, Oh, that's, that feels like, that was, I, if that I'm Dan Quinn, I'm, the, I need to go visit some people because that's, that's disrespect right yeah, there. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of disrespect. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I, I get why, you know, the reasons why you would knock them. I think, obviously... If you're a Cowboys fan, it's there's it's a two-sided coin because I know there's a lot of people that are like, look, man, you got to remember what it was before him. But I think now he gives you an opportunity to see some level of change because I know that there was a lot of apathy, especially when you look up Dan Quinn's coming back. Or sorry, uh, Mike McCarthy's coming back to call the plays. You know, everything feels like it's going to be the same. This is a a measure of change that you get, and your defense is going to look different some, some somehow, some way. I think those fans in Washington, because it's so close to Baltimore, would have preferred Mike McDonald and Dan Quinn getting scooped up by Seattle. Instead, McDonald goes to Seattle, right. and they're stuck with Dan Quinn. Yeah, I would love to see what the offseason, when they came into the offseason, what the power rankings were for coaches they exactly. wanted. How far down the list was Dan Quinn? I think that would be fun to know. Um, also a fun thing to know. Janet Jackson's breasticle mm-hmm. was shown for nine sixteenth of, of a, a second. second. No that one actually it. saw it live. History changing. It was all about the VCR. Damn, mm-hmm. history changing, and that's that's why we have uh, YouTube now. A simple Google yeah. search. Believe it or not, there was no invention of YouTube until that moment happened. And executives in Silicon Valley they were sharing that tape, and somebody said we should have a site. And they came up with YouTube because Thank of that. God they did that. It's brilliant, brilliant. I mean, truly a yeah, Google it up. What was the I mean, fine on that? Do we know what that yeah, fine was? Yeah, the fine. Was? FCC. It was, uh, it was, it was uh, CBS-owned stations, 550000 but it was later repealed. So oh, I don't know if they ever actually an got accident. fined. But the FCC received over half a million complaints from viewers. Yeah. Adam, Shout out to Black History Month. That's right. You see it? Black History right there. You see it? That boob created YouTube. You see it? Bro, you just told me? You see it? Yeah, just One of the most powerful breasts in all of history. How about it? Sure is. I think it might be the, the might be the league leaders. Maybe that needs to be the segment. And honestly, gentlemen, you know how they Timberlake threw under the bus. You got to remember that. He part. sure yeah, did. She, yeah, she got her career. Didn't apologize until there was yeah. a lot of pressure. Right. 
And even then, it was half-hearted. And he was a part of it. He was very much a part of it. By the way, you guys know um, those editorial cartoons? Yeah. I'll never forget the one that came out like a week later. It was a little kid sitting with his mom and dad on the couch and looking at the TV, and the kid's looking blank, and the kid, the parents looking all horrified, and he says to the parents, Daddy, I didn't know Janet was a sheriff. Because <laughs> of the ring joint, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. That is awesome. Dude, that is really good. <laughs> Man, all right, fellas, uh, look forward to listening. Appreciate you, fellas. That's going to do it for us, of course. So we'll be back tomorrow. Shout out to Brian Broadus, Eric Chiafalo, Lucius Alexander, another tremendous job. Carter Freeman running your video. To the General Gavin Dawson, who'll be back tomorrow. I'm Zach Wolchuk until 2 o'clock. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.